NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters. The hockey moms and hockey dads and everything else that makes this house of hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 38 and it's a banger. It's an epic one. It's a big one. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. And I'm the other host, Breezy. And hey, this week- tell everybody, tell everybody who's on this week. It's so good. Are we just going to jump right into it? Yeah, tell we everybody. Have- Carl and Vaith is on the podcast this week. Um, I feel like it's been somewhat of a, a long awaited episode, I guess. This is, uh, one we've been highly anticipating for quite some time and it happened. Here we are. If you don't know who Carlin Baith, let me kindly remind you, she is a Fox Sports West reporter for the LA Kings. And she is the she's one of the voices on EA's NHL. What the hell is the video game called? 21. Uh, NHL 20. First female voice. Yeah. As a broadcaster on it. It's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's hilarious. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, And I know you did. And we're super excited to. uh, finally put it out for you guys yes we recorded it when i was still in maine and maine plays a big part of our conversation because carlin is from there and we explain all of that i don't want to give it all away but she's just such an awesome person she's so talented she works so hard she's hilarious and she loves hockey and you're gonna love her you are and we love her Yes, we do. We're going to have a yeah. barbecue at your house, right, Breezy? Yes, we are. We're going to have a barbecue at the house. When you have power. Yeah. Oh, my God. They yeah, turn off the power by your house so much. It's ridiculous. It's bad. And all of a sudden, it's like, sick. Now, what am I going to do for the next two days? Because it's not coming back. And I don't live in a remote area, guys. Like, I'm in a normal city, town, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And it, they just, they like to shut it off. And you pay your bills. So that's not it either. (laughs) I pay my bills. I actually pay my bills early, which is really annoying. So yeah. Gotta love the California winds. Breezy's a barbecue pit. Tell everybody how your turkey turned out. We shared the picture on social of your smoked turkey, right? 
Yes, the smoked turkey, it was really freaking good. I cooked it for, I don't even know how long. Started at midnight, pulled it off. I want to say it was like 1.30 the next day. Um, it was great. Smelled the house up. I smelled like smoke, uh, which is my favorite smell, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was... We're going to have to bottle Breezy's barbecue into a scent and make it like a, a candle. candle. There you go. Hey. Oh, yeah. Might happen. How was your, your your chicken? Chicken was delicious. Roasted perfectly by Ralph's. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have as a side? <laughs> I roasted some Brussels sprouts with garlic and sweet potato. Ooh. That pretty Christmas. It. Or not Christmassy. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. I like it. We have to do a shut the front door. Shut the front door. I forgot to shut the front door on the fact that Patrick Kane is now a father. You know, I was going to tell you that last week. I was like, what do you think about Patty Kane Jr.? Or no, he's a third, isn't he? Yeah. Trey. Three. Trey. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. I was shocked. First of all, I feel like we talked about this or I talked about it on another podcast that like he's not married or like, you know, does he even have a girlfriend? He's like so out of the public eye with all of that. And and that, of course, that like leads us down sort of like the gossip road. But I mean, I had not seen, he doesn't post anything about his girlfriend. Like the team doesn't usually post anything. Sometimes like they'll post the wives and the girlfriends on like skate days or things like that like team events I have never I mean I I don't really follow the this like sports gossip that well so I'm sure a lot of people are like duh Rachel of course he has a girlfriend um (laughs) but I I don't know I found it to be quite shocking I didn't know he did and I didn't know he was going to be a dad and I'm super happy for him I think it's really cute and the I think the baby has like red hair or looked like it in the photo but maybe not I'm just gonna go with that it is because that's that's yeah. cute yeah redheaded babies are actually really cute mm-hmm. yeah I like it. um but he looked really happy okay so this is how cuckoo i am so it i'm pretty sure he gave the his girlfriend gave birth in chicago at a hospital that's right along uh lake michigan based on the photos where you can see the lake behind him so i'm assuming uh-huh. that's where uh, the baby was born. Fast forward a few days. You're like analyzing the photo. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, where did he give birth? What? Ho- I mean, I know Chicago. I'm like, what hospital is that? And I'm pretty sure I know what hospital he was at, but I don't want to give it away in case whatever. Fast forward like several days later on Facebook, a girl I went to grammar school with uh, posted a picture that she gave birth to her second child with the same background on the window of her photo looks like she was at the same hospital as Patrick Kane, I think almost on the same day. And I was like about to message her. I haven't talked to her in years and be like, did you see Patrick Kane? Also, congratulations on your second child and hope all's well. (laughs) But I thought "Eh, I'm going to just not do that because that would be that's wild. That would be really self-indulgent of me to just message her about Patrick <laughs> Kane and not herself. And uh, so I opted not to do that. Well, what was her baby's name? 
don't know. <laughs> no, I, like baby names. I'm just like, oh, you're going to have a kid. What are you going to name it? Not that like I'm going to judge it. I'm just so know. curious. People like, like the names people pick and like, why? I don't know. Uh, that's my favorite. Thing. Like their names. Well, if you had a kid, what would you name it? I don't know. <laughs> well, mate's already taken, so we can't name it mate. Yeah, it's not mate. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like I have a lot of names that I like, but nothing that I would like name someone. Maybe. I don't know. What day like was Patty Kane's baby born? The 18th, November 18th? I'm freaking. I'm yes. going to look Sounds it up. Nope. Would you? I'm kid, six Patrick? days off. Six days off. I was totally wrong. But it looks like they were in the same room and they were just days apart. So now the story's not that exciting. Well, maybe it was the same room. But would you name your kid Patrick Kane? No. No. What about what about Kane Patrick? What no. about Jonathan Patrick? <laughs> I like Jonathan Patrick, but no. Like, I like the way that sounds, but no. What are you going to name your kid Rosie? Rosie. <laughs> I put Roman Yossi together. There we go. There you go. There's your baby name, Rosie. That's funny. I actually really do like the name Roman. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a kid named Roman. But I don't want kids. I'm not a baby person. I like dogs. I'm probably only going to have dogs. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that kids are on my life chart, my life plan. I, I should consult an astrologer or one of the many mediums I know, but I don't know <laughs> that those are. I don't know if that's in my future. A hmm. dog is though. Gotta get the dog. Dogs are great. I have, I have decided, and I can make this public here, that I, I'm actively looking to rescue a dog. Oh, what kind of dog are you looking to rescue? Something that can travel on an airplane with me. So once uh, this global pandemic is resolved itself, I travel previously, I used to travel a lot and I, it needs to be able to come on the plane. So like 20 pounds, like small, preferably like chill, low key lap dog, but could go for walks and is not anxious. Cause I'm right. the anxious one. That's, those are my requirements. I mean, like something that doesn't shed crazy, but I mean, that's getting a little. Um, I feel like there needs to be like dog dating apps. Cause <laughs> you're like very specific on certain things. Well, Could yeah. you imagine like you're interested in this dog or less. <laughs> I mean, I think that's actually kind of brilliant. It is. Don't take my idea. Do it. I won't take your idea. You I'm just have at it. Um, have at it. Any like, developers yeah. out, hit me up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I've, I've decided that after being with my aunt and her two dogs who are um, very spirited, as you all have heard on the podcast when listening, that uh, I, I, I really enjoy the company, the love, the ability that they bring you into the present because they're silly and do funny things and you have to take care of them. And I think all of that is a good step for me. I agree. Yeah, I agree. They're great companions. Mm -hmm. 
and you can buy them clothes. I just bought me a new holiday sweater. He looks so cute, and he looks like a little lumberjack. <laughs> but Mate doesn't need a sweater. He gets cold. It gets he's cold. Tiny. He's a Mate. Oh, he's sleeping. How much he does weighs Mate like weigh? Forty pounds ish. Okay. He gets, he gets a little cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a little shaky leg. It's fine. <laughs> Not stanky leg, shaky leg. <laughs> shaky leg. He, he gets a little like chilly. Well, yeah. I request that you take a photo of him in his new outfit and post it so people can see it. Because I would like to okay. see it. Okay, I will. I think I want a boy dog too, so that I can buy him a bow tie. Yeah, boy dogs are actually um, more, uh, what is it? like loving which is interesting mm-hmm. i don't know but you're gonna get a dog and you're probably gonna name him bob 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 the dog <laughs> yeah okay because it's funny okay that's pretty funny actually yeah. like bobby it. bobby for short maybe for bobby ryan we do love bobby ryan on we this do episode love bobby ryan. no it could be for like Bobby Hall or uh-huh. what about Bob the movie classic that way I can say what about Bob can he come and then only certain people will get the joke <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie by the way it's classic and hilarious oh man with Richard Dreyfus and uh, Bill Murray I mean it's really good and like one of the phrases is what about Bob? <laughs> There's oh, it's a great movie. Have you seen it? I don't think so. Oh, look when you get your power back and you can watch movies again. Give it a okay. watch. It's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> Baby steps. Okay. It's a it's a classic. It's uh some good, just good old-fashioned humor. They don't make them like they used to. No, they don't. They really don't. Nope. All right, we've rambled enough. I'm sure nobody has listened and they fast forward to the good the good shit, which is our interview with Carlin. For our guest this week, not only will her name, but her voice may sound familiar as she's a Fox Sports West broadcaster, LA Kings reporter, and the first female voice in EA Sports NHL 21. I mean, is there anything else she can't do? Carlin Bate. Welcome to the House of Hockey. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, ladies? So Great. good. Good. Thanks for having me here. Yes. Of course. I guess uh, we have to start with our off a short <laughs> recap of what we talked about before we started because it's a small world. The that... meat shortage or the other thing? <laughs> no, not the meat shortage. <laughs> no, but the fact that I'm basically in the town you grew up in, in Maine. You're Scarborough, Maine adjacent right now, and I'm extremely jealous. And for everyone listening right now, Rachel had coffee with my father the other day, and my father didn't tell me, so he's in trouble, she's safe, and I'm extremely, (laughs) extremely jealous of all of the above right now. I I miss my dad, and I miss my hometown, and I can't believe you're there, and you need to eat lobster while you're there. I know you were saying, you know, what can I bring back, and do you need anything? And I'm like, (laughs) just stay, and then eat lobster, and you're good, all right? You got it. And I will, I will still try to convince your dad, Frank, to come on another episode with you and him. I was, yes. I was trying so hard to get him to come say hi to you. 
And uh, he just was not having it. The second Frank starts podcasting, I think the world is over. Like that is just, it's, I've tried, you've tried, literally I've been trying for years. And closest thing I got was a FaceTime call that he let me record and we used it on the broadcast Ooh. one time when it was a Kings versus Flyers game. And that was it. That was the closest I've ever gotten. I think that's that's a huge accomplishment from the little bit of time I spent yeah. I spent with him that uh, you did really good with that. <laughs> but he was he was so nice and he was um, just wonderful and obviously he loves you very much and your brother um, and your mom. So you know it was uh, it was great. But uh, I had to share that with you. So small world. Uh, like I don't think people understand Carlin like where this is like this is like a super remote like small little I mean compared to Los Angeles or Chicago yeah. like this is a small town in beautiful southern coast of Maine where like you wouldn't think that this would be happening you know and oh yeah you're from here it's just and and I'm here of all the places like it's just such a it's just such a small world. It's so wild. It's absolutely wild. Mind-blowing, if you will. <laughs> yes. When you, now, so you grew up here in Maine. Did you play hockey when you were here or no? Yes, I played hockey my whole life. And I describe it in a way where I did not play organized hockey until middle school. And because there were so few girls programs, there were some private schools that had an all girls team or as you got older, you could play with an all girls team. But they had asked me to play for the middle school boys team. And I was absolutely terrified. I was already I was afraid of boys at that time. So I didn't want to be anywhere near them or touch them. They were gross. It was middle school. Don't even look at me, you know. And so I played for the high school girls team while I was in middle school. So that was my start to organized hockey. But growing up, I mean, you're there right now. You see all the water everywhere. It's not just the ocean. There's lakes and ponds. And there were like a lot of um, nature made. I don't know. What's, what's the opposite of man made? Nature made? <laughs> natural. Yeah. I guess natural yeah. ponds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Natural ponds and lakes that, you know, um, I would skate on growing up. And I just remember always having skated since I could remember. Like, there's not a time where I can think back and think like, yeah, I did not escape then. Like, I just always knew. So short answer, yes, I played hockey growing up in a little bit of a different way. Hey, I'm that's all you gotta, yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't even know how to skate. We've tried. It's hard. Tried it's hard. It is hard. And I'm like traumatized because I got injured the last time I was on rollerblades. So I'm oh, like, no. I, can't even, I, can't, I can't do it. Can't that's do it. harder. There's more of a like risk factor. There's, there's less like, uh, I don't know. And in skating... I feel like there's more reward in rollerblading or even roller skating. There's just way more risk than there is reward. Cause if you catch an edge on your like little rubber wheel while you're flying down pavement, like you're screwed on ice. Yeah. There's like kind of this, like if you can walk, you can at least stand up in your skates and like hold onto the rail and like right. it's a little bit softer. Cause you're like gliding as you fell. Like it's just, pavement is disgusting and it's like, ugh, you can it is. hurt yourself yeah. and, get all scraped up anyway <laughs> yeah well I I like hit a rock and then my friend tried catching me with a stick so I basically took a high stick to my eyelid what? so yeah 
wasn't fun. It wasn't Props fun. Props least... for being ready with the stick, though. <laughs> I know. At least he tried to catch me. I don't know why he thought he was going to break my fall. But uh, oh, do not God. recommend taking a stick to the eyelid. It doesn't mm. feel good. No. Okay. Just Noted. in case. No. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean, you have quite the resume in the hockey world. I mean, how can you describe your journey to from from where you started to, to where you are now? Yeah, from your middle school days of playing (laughs) to now, Carly. Go from there. So in seventh grade, my favorite class was science. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. I could start there with with being a student though. And and I was a I was a terrible student, not in a way where I was rebellious, but in a way where I just didn't learn the same as everybody else. I was a really creative brained person and got not so good grades, you know, throughout high school and, and middle school and, and just thought that my life's over. I'm getting bad grades. Like, is it, <laughs> doesn't everybody take this into consideration? And that's not true. And so once I uh, turned 19, I, I moved to California and I'll try and condense this as much as possible just because there's so much that happened. I'm going to do the big chunks. And the first part of the big chunk was working for the ice crew and uh, with the Kings from age 19 till about 23 or 24, um, five years of shoveling snow, having the best time of my life. Like those days, if I could go back to those days, my goodness, that's where (laughs) it all started, started. And then during that time I had seen what Heidi Andrall was doing, which I'm sure two of you being huge Kings fans, you got to remember Heidi Andrall. She was just the best at what she did. And that was my first look into, wow, this female broadcaster is like killing it right now and getting to talk about hockey for a living. And wow, I just, I just looked up to her immediately. Cause when you're a teenager and you're, you know, farting around watching hockey games for no, yeah, no, nothing other than entertainment, right? Like you're not really yeah. paying attention <laughs> to like, Hey, is this something I could do for a living or what can I, you know, how can I weasel my way into a broadcast? It didn't hit me until I moved here and saw her. And I was like, that's an opportunity. Hopefully one right. day. And then from there, I did some in arena hosting for a few years. After that, with I Jay went Flats. to yeah with Jay Flats, my old co-host, Jay two Flats. yeah, my uh, my little work husband. <laughs> we had a good time. He's one. He's really, really good at supporting the other host, and I couldn't have learned with a better person. Honestly, he was just so funny. Also a comedian on the side, so that helped a lot, and would use humor to kind of bridge the gap between my lack of experience and his, you know, professionalism. And it was a really good dynamic on camera. And after that, I went to FS1 and had used all my experience with the Kings to kind of bottle that up and do a digital gig and, and doing some hits for them there on wrestling UFC and a little bit of NHL, then made my way back to Fox sports West and started doing digital there for their platform called extra point. And all along the way, I was taking, you know, classes at community college to broaden my journalism horizons, um, my broadcasting horizons. I was taking hosting workshops. I took four years of improv at the Groundlings School of Comedy and Improv. It was um, a lot of things like put all together that really got me to where I am. And um, getting my foot back in the door of Fox Sports West with Extra Point was kind of the gateway in to coming back into the Kings universe and ultimately to two seasons ago, um, becoming their TV reporter. So it's been an insane journey that took about 
like 10 to 12, 13 years now. <laughs> I guess yeah. I, I was saying 10 years. It was a 10 year journey. I was saying that for so long that it's actually been like 13, <laughs> but it took time. And that's kind of the condensed version of it. Yeah. I think anytime you are passionate about something in order to really become the best at your craft, I mean, it, it takes time and you obviously had a lot of dedication into doing it. So well-respected. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And totally yeah. agree. There's no such thing as an overnight sensation, you know, no. like you're, oh, you're overnight. You just became this Fox Sports West host, like reporter. Yeah. Uh, no, you've been putting in the hard work and the time and that's really what it takes. Now, did you like always know that that's like what you wanted to do? In, like you wanted to work in hockey because you come from a hockey family or just like what you were saying about um, being influenced and then taking that path. Um, but like, did you always sort of know like as a younger kid that you wanted to be working in this world in some way or no? little bit of yes and a little bit of no. I had this delusion that nothing else existed other than hockey. <laughs> and it was just this thing that I thought, you know, this is my world and we're probably all living in my world, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. so, you, you're in Maine now and you, you yeah. see how small it is. You see how small the circles of people are. You know, you've been going from restaurant to restaurant. Everybody knows each other. Like my little condensed impenetrable force of a universe just kind of, you know, everything that I thought was going to happen had happened and, and whatever. And I was like, okay, hockey must be everybody's thing. Right. So in a way it wasn't like I had thought when I was younger that I wanted to be a broadcaster, but I think by nature and how I had grown up and having this huge influence from my dad and my brothers and whatnot, I knew that subconsciously that's where I wanted to be. And that's where I felt like I belonged the best. Um, but it definitely wasn't until I saw Heidi that I was like, that's the job. There it is. Now it makes sense. Okay. Let's try and see what I need to do to land a gig like that. Ultimately, and ultimately that gig like that, that was the one. So, um, yeah, I would, I would say it, it helped kind of having this huge hockey influence from my family members. It helped kind of solidify that confidence in me that this is the correct route to go down I wasn't a fish out of water and trying to pursue football when I was you know 19 and had never watched a Super Bowl before like I was like let's go where I know I can succeed for now at least and that's where I that's kind of how it all came together oh yeah it's definitely come together now tell us about what it is exactly that you're doing with the Kings and with Fox Sports West, like you travel with the team, you yeah. go on the road, like give us that day in the life of this, what you live. Okay. When Corona 19, <laughs> COVID-19 isn't happening, you know, yeah. like what is that life like? I think so many people don't really know the ins and outs of, of that. Before global pandemic, it was a very, very uh, fast paced, no slowing down city to city kind of life. And it was so fun and so much hard work. It was like, you may have an off day, but your brain is still thinking about what you have to do during that next game. And 82 games a season, you know, I'm, I'm uh, more comfortable when I'm at home, obviously, because it's easy to get my work done. I can come into my office and do things and prepare in a more, 
um, way that's comfortable for me, but a day in the life just in general, it, it starts early. It starts at morning skate, starts at practice, whatever is happening that morning and getting stories from the players, whether it was from, from an article we've been reading or things we've been keeping tab tabs on, or like storylines that, you know, Alex and Jim have been talking about throughout the week and kind of getting the information to further those stories it starts at practice and morning skates and taking that information, relaying it back to our producers. I'll have a phone call with our pregame producer and our game producer. Um, those are Joel and Hoover. And I'll, you know, spend my entire hour commute back to Orange County from El Segundo, talking to the two of them and getting all of our ducks in a row. And then after not that, Anaheim uh, ducks. No, not those ones. Although I am very close to Honda Center and I married a Ducks fan, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very weird, but no, it's great. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll have those conversations with those two and kind of develop the hits that I would maybe pitch for the night and write those down when I got home, um, study the other team, look up their stats, check their rosters, make sure all of my information is updated uh, watch their coaches scrums, watch their uh, practice videos if they put them on social media or the NHL app. And the rest of the afternoon is just spent kind of prepping in a way. And that includes hair and makeup, which takes about an hour and a half. And it's every game day. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's like, I think the guys are so lucky because they get to, they wear makeup too, but they get to like, you know, pat, pat, pat with their little Mac compacts and it's like done. <laughs> Boom. They just got to take away some shine. Meanwhile, I'm like, all right, take away the shine, add the eyeliner, the eyebrows. I got to make sure people know that like I wear blush on my face and I got my mascara on, whatever. So hour yep. and, a half and then that. you don't have a hair out of place. And exactly. Then Nothing learn. out of place, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so we, uh, I, I do that. And then, um, by, by the time I'm done with all that, it's time to get back in the car, head up to Staples Center. We've got about a 4.30, 4.45 call time, depending on what time the game is that night. And we'll have our pregame meeting. And it's our producers again, pre and post game producers, Joel and Hoover. Talk us through everything. Give us our scripts. Tell us when we need to do what we need to do. And then I work with two um, awesome people for most of the game in the little PR room. And they take care of my like audio stuff when it comes to like headset, microphone, and then um, stage managing stuff when it comes to like where we need to go, when we need to go there. And then the game happens. We do all the things we prep for and then the game ends and then we have the post game show. And then by like <laughs> 11 something, I get back in the car and I go back to Orange County. So it starts at about eight in the morning and it ends at about midnight, I would say on a typical game day at home. And then on the road, it's a little bit easier and they have all of those same things and then there's a bus schedule. So you don't have to worry about oh. the driving part. And you just have to be at the bus at a certain time. And if you're not, they will leave without you. Oh, I no. Mean, it happen. <laughs> have you been left, Carlin? I have not been left, but I've been <laughs> glared at. Rob Koch, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I've been, <laughs> I've been stared at like, you know better. Like, get on this bus. If you're, if you're two minutes early, you're five minutes late. That's how I look at it now. So you need to be there sitting on the bus, like ready to go. No hiccups, no room for error. And because the thing that's most important, ladies, is the team. Like they, everything is catered around the team. I'm just a pawn. I'm a cog in this wheel. Like I'm literally, you know, <laughs> I, I, 
I, you guys make me feel very important. (laughs) I appreciate that so much. And it's like, at the end of the day, we do all of this to highlight their successes. And if they're not properly functioning and working well, you know, if I make the bus late, like, whew, not good. Not good. A lot of pressure. It's very team first oriented. Yes. A lot of pressure. (laughs) Becomes easy though. Becomes easy when you put that, when you put that in the back of your head, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to put them first. They're superstars in their own right. So and we sure exactly. do have to, yeah, make sure we, we remember that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the normal hockey is, you know, teams first and it's not mm-hmm. any individual. So I feel like every single guest we've had on has always said that. So absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is what it is. Right. So what's your favorite part about doing what you do? I mean, I, for me personally, I was like, dang, she travels the team that is so cool like (laughs) it's insane I I'm gonna nerd out a little bit because I you know people are always like act like you've been there and it's like sure but I've never flown on a private charter with an entire (laughs) professional sports team before so maybe I'll internalize that but I've definitely not been here so (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it's it really is special I will have to thank Daryl Evans and um, Patrick O'Neill and Jim Fox and Nick Nixon, those who have been there before me for guiding me and how to act like I've been there. And like we were talking about the team first mentality, the traveling is extremely fun, you know, not having to go through um, the regular hoops that people have to go through when they travel. We have a great flight crew that we work with. There's like a whole seamless operation of who boards and when and how the bags get on the plane and you know, what we get to eat for dinner. The dinners are always great. And um, I I really like the alone (laughs) time too. Yeah. Wow. The food that got you late. You're like, food food (laughs) on an airplane. No no meat shortage on those planes too. I'll tell you what, there is no meat shortage. There's like chicken, there's steak. There's always protein on that plane because those players, they need their protein and their carbs. So we eat like they eat and it is, it is awesome which also means there's no unhealthy snacks. So if you want candy or chocolate bars, you have to sneak them on the plane and mm. there's nothing. Like if you're looking for a dessert, gosh, I can't even think of like what was for dessert. I don't even think we really had dessert. Yeah. Like fruit. What? Yeah, That's maybe not like dessert. Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Oh, I remember now I would, it's been so long. <laughs> we, we haven't played for three years. Yeah. <laughs> I would get yogurt with like the, the fruit in it and granola, but I'll take all the fruit out and just eat the yogurt and granola. And like in my head, pretend it was ice cream. I was like, yeah, this is ice cream with nuts on it. Totally. Yeah. It wasn't, but the travel is definitely super fun. And then I am kind of an introvert and I love my alone time and don't get me wrong. Love my husband. Um, my little brother also lives with me and we've got some great pets here, but there's nothing better than silence. I don't know if anybody can identify or like, it's true. Only when I say that, but like, (laughs) Nothing beats, yeah, nothing beats relaxing in my hotel, totally silent, <laughs> watching Netflix and um, also shopping and then hanging out with my adventure partner, Daryl, who's just up for anything. Um, so yeah, breezy. The travel is like, it, it was awesome. And I, I'm going to miss it a lot. No idea what's going to happen this next season. And I definitely don't think travel's on the agenda for me. Yeah. Well, so- I mean, who knows what's going to be happening, but travel for sure would be top of my priority if, if it was, if it was possible. You would love it. You would. And food. food. Breezy if, loves I mean, food and travel. If you, if you ever need a chef on board, I will pick You're you up. You're the girl? 
Do you cook? Yep, I do. What's your like specialty? I'm barbecue. So barbecue? Like, wow. I smoke food, stuff like that. So that's not the easy cooking either. Like that's not like follow the recipe. No. That's literally like a science experiment. That's yeah. That's it's very like difficult. 18 hour, 18 hour cooks watching yeah. fires and stuff like that. So it's fun. But oh if you ever gosh. need any, any food on board, I got you. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have to be, I feel like a very patient person to be able to do the barbecue lifestyle. Right. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but it's fun. It's fun. Love it's that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have some of your barbecue sometime. All right. Okay. All right. We'll make it happen. (laughs) Listen, I've been asking for the same thing, Carlin. So get in line. Okay. Cause like (laughs) barbecue at Breezy's house. Let's go. Wear my mask. I'll hide in the corner. Just feed me the pork when it's ready. All right. Exactly. (laughs) Barbecue pork. What would you put the the meat? Pulled pork. pork? All right. Pulled pork. Yeah. Here we go. And she just, she'll just do some chicken for us too. She was like last weekend. (laughs) She's yeah. like, I said, what are you cooking? Like, what are you cooking? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, do some ribeyes. So, I don't remember, bone in something. And I'm not a cook. Yeah. There you go. A tomahawk steak? <laughs> tomahawk You're tomahawk not steak. messing around, girl. No, never. Oh my God. Never, never, never. Okay. So, Rachel, we could either go to, yes. you know, Mastro's and pay like 200 bucks for a tomahawk steak, or we just go to Breezy's backyard. Breezy's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got you. Good idea to feed us. I think so too. I I've been begging her. She's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna do some chicken too. I'm like, breezy, you don't just do chicken, okay? Yeah. I just do chicken. I buy it from the store already rotisseried, okay? That's not even a word, but I made it one. You wrote yeah, you buy rotisseried already rotisseried chicken. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's like. I said, send me a picture of this chicken you just do. And, and I'll, yeah. Okay. I'm like, all right. So yeah, she's the, cook. Oh, man. oh gosh, oh, boy. you're going to, you're going to have to put some recipes together for the podcast listeners, because mm-hmm. I bet there are some people that are listening to this right now and there's no payoff, right? They're like, wait right. a minute. Not only are we not getting barbecue, how do we know how to even make the barbecue that she's, ma- I think you need to put some recipes together. All right. We'll go. do. There you I'll go. do it. I'll do it. Where's your favorite, like speaking of all this food talk, people, we love food talk. (laughs) When you're, when you're on the road traveling with the team, do you have like a favorite spot on the road that you like to go eat, like in a certain city or like maybe not to give away so people don't like stalk you when you're in that town, but like. No, no. Oh gosh. By the way, hockey fans are the best. So I always, I always say to like when, when you meet a hockey fan, it's like a different kind of fan that makes any sense they're very respectful and like not crazy not that i'm saying other fans are crazy i just let's just say this i love hockey fans wouldn't be wouldn't be upset if somebody were at the same restaurant by any means but (laughs) i don't remember any of the places that we've eaten like i would order room service a lot and then the guys the guys were always in charge of like the fancy dinners so if it were a place that you know, all of us were going to sit down and eat at, you know, with the producers, our graphics guys are, you know, just all together in one spot and all of the talent and whatnot. I don't remember any of those places names. And like Alex Faust, he was the one who was on top of it. Right. So he's like looking up Yelp reviews and this one's got four stars and whatever, and would pick a good spot and we'd all go there and I would just nod my head and be like, yeah, sure. Let's go. Okay, cool. Um, but they know all the good food spots. I would get like quick, like sandwiches. Daryl would be like, I know the spot for sandwiches. And we'd end up at like Subway. 
<laughs> or like um there was one place i think it was in calgary uh if alex is listening he's gonna have to text me the name of this that i don't even remember but it was a really good fuss spot that he had gone to on his lunch break and i just love soup and i'll eat soup every day all three meals if i could um so i did have a really good pho place this was a lot of info that didn't really lead anybody anywhere but <laughs> i've eaten that okay. subway on the road is really the only thing that anyone learned and you should ask everyone but me where the, the best <laughs> restaurants are it said breezy's house in her backyard that oh, yes geez. i forgot there it is there it is <laughs> oh man there you go do you have a, a favorite story of interviewing any of the of the king's players or coaches or like any like inside prank jokes that they play on you when you interview them or like do they try to get a word in like a weird word or anything fun that you can share with us of I mean any of the interviews you've done I will say this I know so I'm you know close with the Ducks broadcasters too we all work for hockey teams at the end of the day so we all even if it's not the Ducks we have friends on different teams and um, they have some funny stories about trying to work a word in and I'll never forget Frenchie telling us that they had to work like hot mop into a broadcast and it was maybe the funniest thing ever. And it was all because Guy bear had somebody come hot mop his tile floors that morning, I believe in his bathroom. And they picked that as like the work in word for like everybody to try and say. And I think they did it. I think they all made the rounds and everyone said hot mop. So that was impressive. Um, wow. My funniest moment would have been with Tyler Toffoli. And I can't remember the circumstances, but he was one of my interviews for intermission and was so jacked up. He may have just scored a goal or may have been close to scoring a goal or whatnot, but he was trying to describe how crazy that period had been. He was still out of breath. And he said it was Spumoni. And <laughs> yeah. I kind of just, carried on and was like okay um before letting him go i had to ask you know well uh tyler what is spumoni he's like it's not it's it's nuts that means nuts you know ask stoli and stoli patrick's like yeah i'm gonna ask stoli he's sitting right next to me and patrick's a great host and we'll play off of anything and then stoli was like i don't know what he's talking about patrick's (laughs) like what do you mean come on and patrick can pull anything out of anybody Thank you, Patrick. Tyler, I mean, what was going on out there in those final seconds here in the first period that led to that amazing goal by Dustin Brown? Oh, it was a bit of a uh, Spumoni shift there, but uh, <laughs> some good shots from the point, and we just recovered the puck, and uh, Brady put one in. Can you describe Spumoni? What is that? Nuts. It's okay, crazy. crazy. Love Stoli it. Stoli would know that one. Stoli would know. Okay, he'll probably comment on that. And then, quick comment here before you head into the second period. How can you guys keep up that sustained zone time that we saw near toward the end of the first? Uh, just getting shots on net, and uh, pucks have been bouncing out for us, so if we uh, keep recovering them, like... Uh, we did there, and uh, we'll just keep going. All right, keep keep it going, Tyler. We'll speak to you later. Thank you. All right, guys, back upstairs. Stoli, you better explain that word for us. Yeah, we're, we're trying to think. I tried to Google it quickly. Spumoni shift? Nuts? Crazy? No clue. Sorry, Toph. I, I don't know. I, I got to Google that it was uh, like a type of ice cream or derived from meringue. Yeah, and then, then suddenly we were on television. I couldn't get any more info. And it was in that moment that we were like, did Tyler make up Spumoni? Does Jarrett not really know what it is? Where did this originate from? Jarrett swears. He's like, I have no clue. And then I tried to look up on like Urban Dictionary that has all this, you know, the cool terms where it's like, this is what this really means. And this is how you should say this. And I was like, is Spumoni like a thing? And it was just like, you know, the 
try flavored ice cream. Like that's yeah. really all that came up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a moment that we'll never know the origin story of. And someone else said it might have been from the movie Dodgeball, which or do- Dodgeball is that the word? I what think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Dodgeball. Word? Yeah, uh, Dodgeball. I think so. I mean, my brain was like, that's not it, but it might have been from that movie. But Where's other than that, Benchwarmers. Benchwarmers. Maybe and they play Dodgeball, I right? Think so. I don't know. I think I don't so. I don't know. So they're they're pretty prank free, I will say. They um if anything, they like to throw each other under the bus. Not so much me. No one really like mess with the people that are working for I at least I think. I don't know. But maybe they have us with me and I don't know it. But you're just the conduit to their pranks within each other. Exactly. Exactly. If someone wants to talk crap about someone else's, you know, choice and fashion or haircut or beard or whatever i'm that person that's get i'm just the microphone in the middle that's like all right what do you got to say and what do you got to say and what do you got to say so all those little fun features that i was able to do would you know they would talk a lot of crap on each other but no no pranks on me oh they did uh so i get cold really easily uh like I'll turn the heat on when it's 68 degrees outside. And I'm just like, my house needs to be 72. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just (laughs) freezing at all times. So uh, working in a hockey rink, you would think that that was a bad environment for me to want to work in. And I bring a mini space heater with me everywhere I go. It's the most awkward shape ever. And you like, can't fit it in your backpack. You can't fit it in your suitcase because it's already full of everything you need. And I can't fit it in my camera bag. So I have to walk around and it has a little handle. And my old A2, Matt Yerke, put googly eyes on it. And then one of the googly eyes fell off. So then he made a eye patch for the googly eye that had fallen off. So it was like a walking pirate. His name was R2 Heat You, also known as Gerald. And I took that thing everywhere and got chirped up and down the plane every time I'd walk by everybody. It was just like, look at this thing. What is she doing? Cold? Are you cold? Really? Sorry! (laughs) I'm freezing. Jeez, I'm not skating around like you all. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Exactly. Completely still, just the whole game. So I definitely get tripped for that. Oh God, too funny. Well, I'm curious to see who's gonna be like the background prankster because Alec Martinez used to be the guy that would kind of make those funny faces and walk behind the guys being interviewed. So I'm curious to see who's gonna take his place. Unfortunately, for sure. I miss that guy, but yeah. You're not alone. Not alone. Miss him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great guy. Still is, but you know, <laughs> just place for sure. Just place for a uh, uh, hot rival team. So, <laughs> but it's all good. You were yeah. saying you do a lot of um, like lifestyle, and and you really get to know some of the the players off the ice. Was there any like fun facts or weird, quirky things you've learned about anybody that you've shared publicly that you thought was like? that was interesting like he can juggle knives or you know like something that's like super off the wall that like fans would not necessarily remember or know something i think a lot of fans know but if they don't alex uh i follow likes to make surfboards and he's a huge adventure nerd so he has like his jeep custom rigged to be something that he can also sleep in it's one of those jeep gladiators with like almost like a pickup truck vibe and he's got it all rigged out 
while some of these players are driving their Range Rovers and whatnot, and he's got <laughs> his, you know, it's a dope car. Probably equally as expensive as a Range Rover with the way he's got it right. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. He is an adventure nerd and loves the outdoors and also loves creating content, which I know all this because we've talked about this. And I, I like want people to know that because it's so interesting to see a player have a passion that they're deeply invested in outside of hockey. I feel like we, we hear of players that are like, yeah, you know, I like to watch football. Like Jonathan quick loves his football. If you ever need something, a topic of conversation to light him up with, it is football. He can talk about that with anybody. Um, some other players like to play video games. I know Adrian Kempe and Austin Wagner love video games, but one of the most unique, I guess, um, passions was just Alex's passion for creating content and being this like outdoorsy adventure guy. Like he would be voted like most likely to live in the woods after retiring hockey. Like he's that type of person. I could just picture him like living in the mountains, never talking to anyone ever again. And then like creating sweet YouTube videos with some awesome like Sony camera rig for <laughs> that. He like took years to like put together and dial in and make perfect. So it's very cool to that is cool. talk to him about cameras and that sort of thing. Cause that's my life. Like that's all I do is, you know, use lights and gadgets and all that stuff. So it's super interesting. Yeah. And speaking of video games, you just got a gig doing the, uh, the voice for uh, NHL 21. Yes. So- it's huge. Yeah, that's crazy. This is like huge. That's so big. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm um, a voice in the be a pro mode on the new NHL 21 game. And it I it's like a dream that I didn't know that I had. And then when it was presented to me, it was like, yeah, of course, I'll do that. Sure. I'm putting it on my bucket list and then also checking it off my bucket list in the same day. Like it was like it's something that I, I didn't think was ever a reality that I could participate in I don't know like it just felt like that space is so uh I don't know precious like it's like a a secret club like if you if you're just sitting in your living room thinking like how can I be in a video game it's just there's no answer (laughs) like there's like no right answer it's like it's like it's ah I don't know it's like trying to be like how do I get to the moon right now like if there's my brain like wouldn't doesn't doesn't even go there doesn't even think about that sort of thing so when the opportunity presented itself, the answer was immediately yes. There was zero hesitation. And I was so honored. And it, it made me kind of hope that maybe someone hears my voice. Maybe there's a young girl playing or guy, whomever, playing the game and, and thinks to themselves, wait, that's a hockey reporter. What's she doing? She's reporting on hockey. Is that a job? And then do that same old thing that I did 13 years later and then hopefully get a job in hockey. Like, it just makes me think that maybe I'm a part of a, somebody else's bigger picture. And then also, like, holy crap, I'm in a freaking video game. And it was one of the most fun things I'd ever worked on, too. I laughed the whole day that I was recording. I couldn't stop laughing. James Sebalski, the funniest person on the planet. <laughs> we are blessed <laughs> to have him. <laughs> How does oh, that man, that's work? That's insane. Yeah. Do you, did you get to become a a digital? I don't know. I don't play video games. Don't be mad. Everybody listening, (laughs) but uh, I just never grew up with it, but what do they call? It's not, are you a character, a graphic? Like, did they make you like, are you a, this person in the video game? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I am me, which is cool. 
I'm not a physical person that you see. Okay. You hear and my name is you. So my <gasps> likeness, as they would say, is is me. It's it's me in the game, which is awesome. And I feel immortalized now. But <laughs> that is um that's kind of how that works. So there was no like green screen suit simulation with like, you know, dials and buttons all over my skin and face and whatever where they like try and yeah. mimic all my moves. None of that. Um, although that would be fun and maybe in the future I'm raising my hand for that. I will be happy to do that <laughs> if they need me to. <laughs> 22. And, yeah, exactly. Let's get crazy here. Um, it's, it was just a full day of recording, probably about five or six hours. And they give you this Google Docs that's extremely organized, full of all the different scenarios. Because in the be a pro mode, you can select one thing and it leads you to one other thing but that could also lead you to a third thing all depending on which roadmap you take essentially so i had to do voices and um different sentences for different scenarios so maybe we had something about the player's first game we had to do it for like if it went good if it went bad if it was mediocre if it's you know to be determined and the bullet points were also suggestions of what to say and then have would have like a screen name Um, because I would reference stuff on social media. And what was really cool is some of the producers on the game would like weasel in like little inside jokes or little things, kind of like what we were talking about. Like, does anything happen in like the log room or the guys, you know, pulling pranks on people? That was kind of the video game producers version of that, where they would like either use their first screen name that they ever had or like totally like chirp someone for their team that they liked and use like their name and something else. And like, it was pretty unique to see that kind of side of things. And then James and I for five or six hours um, would be on a, a call just like this. Producer is sitting there muted and queuing us up for each next line. And we'd be looking at our Google Doc sheets and then getting into it. And then the weirdest part was we're not in an arena and there's no live audience or crowd. So I'm yelling like in my <laughs> office and I'm, you know, thinking I'm, screaming and they're like okay so can you and i mean it's like in the sweetest way ever like Thiago and danny if you're listening to <laughs> i love you both and thank you for making me turn it up a notch but they would be like i think i did the best take i ever took right i'm screaming in my office they're like okay so that was good can we try that again and like really like you're there you're trying to get your voice over the crowd and i'm like what like, i'm screaming and then you but you hear it in the game and you're like oh that sounds totally normal. I was not screaming. I think I was just talking in a firm, loud-ish voice, but they know what they're doing and there's a process and a reason for everything. So it was nice to work with people who are as professional as they are and have done this for years and have it dialed into a science. So I was in really good hands. Like I said, James was so funny. We would improv a lot of the lines and He'd crack me up with his tosses. He'd be like, where are you in the arena right now? Huh? And I'm like, I'm by the same money. James, thanks for asking. <laughs> Just making stuff up on the fly. So it was it was such a great time. And I, I hope I get to do maybe the next game or a couple more pickup lines from this one. Who knows? But I'm just happy to be a part of that franchise now. What a cool experience. Did, did you work in Spumoni? I did it, but I should have. Oh. I put that on my list. Dang it! I gotta put that on my list. Maybe we, maybe we make it a screen name or something in the future. But I feel like I can maybe get them to sneak that in there because that would be that would be delightful. That would be just yeah. for Kings fans too. 
And I'll, <laughs> I'll credit you, Rachel, for that. That's that's you're a genius. <laughs> no, I'm I'm cool. I don't need credit. I think you deserve all the credit. That's just so amazing. The that experience again. This is like something that people don't hear about. Like they don't think about. They don't know about. Just like you were saying of how it let the seeing things in your life experience with Heidi is what got you to where you are. And it's so important to give people these kids, anybody, anybody of any age can, can still achieve things that they want. Um, They just have to see it. You don't know where it's going to come from either. So you two ladies right now, someone could be listening and taking in all the conversations that you have with people and be completely inspired to start a podcast one day and, you know, model it after something that they liked or listened to from you. So it happens and it happens quick. And the people that you inspire will never forget that. Even if you never get to like meet them, you know what I mean? Like you could never know um, how much that had meant to them. So I always try and put like the best foot forward as it seems like you all are doing as well, where it's just like, you really have no idea who's going to hear your voice. Who's going to be inspired by you. And you have to like, keep putting that energy out there that this could mean something to someone, even if it's, you know, whatever it is to you right now. Exactly. That made any sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about your modeling career? My modeling career, which <laughs> version of it? <laughs> The your <laughs> days or the main model days? No, the like current days for for your um husband's oh clothing line. Oh God. <laughs> See, you having coffee with my father the other day has put it in my head that he's told you everything about me now. And I <laughs> so you were, were you a main you were a main mall model? No, so what it was was oh. this. It was it's almost close. I actually it happened it started at the main mall, which you know I was at today. I was there today. <laughs> I bought this shirt. I bought this shirt from the main mall today. I swear to God. It's for um, American Eagle. I needed jeans. My jeans are too tight and I needed jeans. They have the best jeans. And I, that's what everybody said to me. And I said, somebody told me they have the best jeans. I'm going in here. And do you know what? I bought a pair of jeans and then I bought this like crop top. I love that. Wintery shirt. Anyway. I was at the main mall. So tell Breezy about the main mall and your modeling days here. Basically, um, oh my gosh, I was just looking at your shirt and now I'm like, oh my God, do I have mascara all underneath my eye? I can't even tell right now. And a little bit anyway. Oh, we couldn't see it. We couldn't see it. Everybody that's watching the video version right now, you're welcome. You just got to see me rub my mascara (laughs) off my lower eyelid. Everyone that's listening, sorry. sorry. Anyway, the main mall, Breezy, it's literally like it's every store that is okay and i don't want to i don't want to knock on the main mall because i grew up with that it's the og mall for me but it's just if you walk into a mall and like name five stores that you maybe wouldn't go into it's that times 35 oh Mm -hmm. minus american eagle because american eagle's got great pants and it's just (laughs) like okay this is us this is what we got this is our uh this is our life. We got the main mall. Hell yeah. And main I, mall. yeah. And it's like fashion. the, the one, like there's no other mall either. Like there might nope. be smaller, like shopping places, but nothing like the main mall. It's the hub. 
I mean, how do you compete with the name, like, the main no. mall? Yeah. Like, do you do, like, the sub-main mall? I, I mean, don't know. There's, you the can't compete with that. Mall? Like, how do you main even? mall. Yeah. And what gave them the right? Like, why couldn't yeah. they put that right. like, up north? What makes you think South Portland deserves the main mall? Like, mm-hmm. what? Right. I don't know. Um, props to the main mall, though. I love that place. And <laughs> I will eat Amato's from that food court any day of the week. Um me being haunted by my dad and the possible stories he could have told you i immediately thought you were talking about my career uh on back when i was 18 years old i was on this show called main model i was on the second one so technically main model two and it was a like a reality show that was basically made after america's next top model and someone one of the producers um may have had a hookup i believe with somebody at America's Next Top Model and the winner of Main Model would go on to be like highly considered to make it onto the America's Next Top Model show or one of the final castings. So I had won that show when I was 18 and that was my first like on camera anything oh minus God. a grocery oh. store commercial that I did when I was like eight. <laughs> but, like, for Hannaford's? For Hannaford, yes. I rolled the cheese wheel down the conveyor belt that you put your groceries on and like winked in the camera and then used that money to buy a trampoline. And that was my big acting career. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was really upset because they had to shoot in the middle of the night while the store was closed. And I was like eight. So I was exhausted and it was a nightmare for everybody. I can only imagine. So main model, I, you can find footage somewhere. Props to any Kings fan. If they do. I've Jeez. never told this story or acknowledged its existence, but it was a really fun time. And I literally wouldn't take it back for the world, but that's what I thought you were referring to. But no, my modeling career now, I, <laughs> my husband. Listen, there is no shame in your main model days at Thank all you. contributed to oh you my gosh. being where you are today with just confidence and learning to smize and I'm sure all the other things you learned in your modeling days so oh my god it all counts girl it all counts thank you oh my gosh now now we have to go find it at least put a snippet yes but oh Oh, yeah I will look we will put a black we will put us put an emergency (laughs) alert out to Kings fans send a tweet (laughs) here we go oh so my, my husband owns this company called Violent Gentlemen. They make hockey clothing and, you know, T-shirts, sweatpants, sweatshirts, all kinds of gear for hockey fans in the less flashy way, I'll say. Like, you can rep your favorite team without wearing the team's logo and um, kind of saying, like, I'm a Kings fan. It's, it, you can wear more like the colors, right? Um, unless it's branded specifically with the team and in their team store, then you can wear it with their team logo. Anyway, he, during this quarantine, doesn't have the same access to people as, as we used to, <laughs> right? As anyone used to. So I'm literally with him all the time and he uses me as their model. Now, I don't mind it, but it's like every week now, he's like, <laughs> all right, so we've got a shoot today. And I'm like, what am I wearing? What do you mean yeah. we have a shoot today? It's a sweatshirt. It comes out tomorrow. It's got this, that. We're going to shoot it at Rogers Gardens while we Christmas shop. And I was like, what? Okay. So it's like he tries to work it into our regular day, but it's just so like, I'm, I'm like bothered by it now. Like, what? <laughs> me? You want me to model again? What the hell? And um, 
this last one, I just about had enough. I was already on the, the edge of no more modeling. I can't say no to him. He's my husband and we don't have contact with other people, right? So, <laughs> hey, I have to do it. This last one was workout gear. And neither of you ladies might not know this, but I hate exercise. And I had to run in place to get the shot. And oh, I was no. out of breath, freezing, wearing this workout gear and just cursing his name. And that's my modeling career in 2020. It's just me being my husband's only option. And I can't say no oh, to him because we're married now. And aren't you just supposed to say yes to all the favors that they want, right? I don't know. We're not married. So you got to tell us how that yeah. works. You Neither have to of us say are yes to everything that your partner wants you to do, <sighs> even if it's modeling and you don't want to do it, you do it. because you're. Right. He's, you you said yes to the dress them. and you got to say yes to the gentleman. Exactly. <laughs> there exactly. you go. So I shouldn't complain, but he's, we have fun with it, but I do. I like it's a joke now where I'm like, seriously, what? What are we doing? Why? What is it today? <laughs> Bothering me. <laughs> well, I think Tyra Banks would be very proud. I'll have to let her know. Yes. You Even know, though yeah. you did a show, but I did become something. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried in Maine. I did. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so funny. No, your dad didn't give me any super inside information like that that was just another coincidence <laughs> it was the perfect gentleman <laughs> oh my gosh well there we go there, oh there's that God. story <laughs> funny that. oh my gosh oh funny so funny breezy do you have anything else or should we ask carlin our final three questions oh my gosh what do we got i do have one final question before we get to our three questions okay what is your favorite hockey moment of all time i feel like the second Stanley Cup. I was gonna say, I feel like you probably have a lot to choose from, but <sighs> I'm gonna have you narrow it down to one. Second, second Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup was was it was it. That was it. It was uh the first one was great, but if you both remember, we were anticipating it. By the time the third period hit and the score was what it was, we knew it was coming. It was just to defensively, you know, make sure New Jersey couldn't come back. And right. You know, with the second Stanley Cup, it was like do or die, double overtime, home home building. You know, we're, yeah. we're all here waiting for this moment. Can it happen tonight or are we going to have to go to a game six? And it was just as an in-arena host at the time, so different perspective in the arena. I was able to watch in a better mm. eye line, right? I was like center ice, maybe like 110, 111. Anyone knows where that is, where they're mm -hmm. listening? You know where that is, Breezy? You know what's up? Oh, yeah. I oh, had yeah. season tickets for a few years. No exactly okay. what's up. Where was it? What was your section? <laughs> uh, I was in uh, 205. I was okay. in 206. Okay. And then I was in 207 and 209. So all along the corner, almost like yeah. you're like spanning your way across the back of the net, huh? Yeah. I had to figure out my, my favorite spot. So Yeah. Going corner to corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. That's awesome. That's a great spot. To, to watch from. I love the 200s. I would highly recommend if anybody's looking for like the most perfect spot. Can't go wrong with like 205, 206. That's like yeah. a a really nice little little area there or prime you know, area. Yeah. Um but we were in 110 111ish. I had um 
my stage manager with me, Marissa, who's a good friend of mine. And we would get snacks during all of the games. Um, she'd walk around with an apple. We'd share an apple before COVID times and go back and forth eating the apple until <laughs> it was done and share popcorn. And, uh, you know, we would have dinner and have those snacks and be good. Double overtime. You forget what you even had for dinner. So you're just starving. You've already exhausted your snacks in the second period. So you're starving even more. And we had to like run downstairs, get an emergency apple. So we were just sharing the apple back and forth. And I don't even remember who had it in their hand, but someone had it when we won the cup. So it was like Alec Martinez is freaking out on the ice doing the thing. And then it was either Marissa and I, and we're doing the thing, but we've got freaking green apple in our hand. So we were just like low on low blood sugar, about to pass out holding our breath and the moment that he scored on Henrik Lundqvist it was just you almost black out like you don't even realize what's happening and how incredible it is and all you're doing is screaming and that was like the epitome of sports right there I was still in this position where I could play the fan role that was kind of my job was to be the hybrid between the fans and the team get excited with them pump them up and I was just letting loose, right? If we had done that now and I was in my reporter position and I had to put my, you know, non unbiased work hat on, <laughs> hold my breath, I'd have to give a little bit of a yes. And then like yeah. immediately go to take my notes to make sure I remembered what happened on that play. And it's just, oh, it's a man. whole different world of professionalism. But that was my last like moment that I can remember that I was able to let loose like that and freak the yeah. heck out and was my favorite absolute favorite but i know kings fans love the first cup because they waited a really really long time really yeah. long time yeah so, I can well i have a tragic story on the uh second stanley cup oh no it's kind of funny so i was a I season ticket holder at the time yeah season ticket holder at the time and i had access to because when you're season ticket holder you only get access to like a certain portion of playoff tickets like sure. the later they move, like you kind of get access to them. So um, I was I was offered from my, my season ticket holder. He's like, okay, well, this next round is is open. And it was one of those things where it was like, I don't know, like they're getting really pricey. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they could win, but I'm not sure. And I ended up, my nephew's birthday is, uh, my second nephew is, uh, just forgot may 31st Hmm. so for his birthday i bought him dodger tickets Hmm. it just so happens that the dodger game fell on the stanley cup win night Mm -hmm. and i did everything in my power i was all um i told my sister i was like have bryce take his his friends like he'd have way more fun with his friends than me she goes well you bought him the tickets i said yeah but i'm just an aunt like have him go with his friends like i mean he was like 10 like it didn't matter right yeah and i was like I'm sitting on my work computer. I was like, I'm about to drop like 800 bucks on a single ticket, like last row. And my sister's like, I'm not going to talk to you for like two years. If you ditch him, his baseball game, you bought these for his birthday. And I was like, yeah, but you don't understand. This is like game seven. They're going to win tonight. Just these are like $40 tickets. Just don't even go at this point. Like I'll get them to other tickets. Like it doesn't matter. She made me go. So I watched ah. the Kings game on my phone at Dodger Stadium, which was absolutely, it was really fun because there's Kings fans everywhere. And they ended oh, up putting bet. the game up yeah. on like the big screen or whatever. 
and my I ended up like 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 taking my eyes off the screen for a second and I went back down and a lady like four rows ahead of me her phone was like live where mine was yeah. like a little bit behind and my brother-in-law was like oh the king's just won like <gasps> so like the king's just won and I was like are you freaking kidding me like what's going on and <laughs> then like everyone <laughs> yeah everyone just started screaming like everybody in the stadium started screaming there was a guy that was like ripping his clothes off like running around and then for like i don't know a half an hour the game just stopped and they everyone was just celebrating the king's win so it was like oh. tragic but like not tragic but like i was You're so a good mad. company great company you but were, I, yeah. I could have been there could have yeah. been there but anyway yeah. you weren't meant to be there you're meant to be there at their third cup breezy yeah mm, there we go How about that yep. that's yep. that's it that's it front and center front and center front and center yeah or eating an apple yeah. With yeah. Carly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hold my hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's Tragic. that is insane. I didn't even think about that. Like Dodgers fans seeing it or having to be there. And like, you know, I'm sure you're not the only one who was conflicted too. Like, think about how many yeah. other people were probably like, eh, I'll catch the next one when they come back home if they make it back home. You know what I mean? Because it's game, yeah. game five is weird. It's it's the weird one where it's like Right. Yes, they could clinch it, right? But right. Eh, you know, am I gonna put all my eggs in this basket? Like, am right, I gonna yeah. spend eight hundred bucks for this, and then there's one more? Like, they go right. back and then they come back again. Like, yeah. Eh, I totally get it. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It was tough. It, it was really tough, but that's my memory, and I'm just gonna stick with it. It's fun. It's yep. great. You Once still talk to your nephew, or were you like, screw that ten year old? We're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, the the best part about this story is he was eating freaking peanuts, right? Throwing his peanut shells. They all ended up in my beer. Oh. I looked down. I was like, are you kidding me, kid? This like, child. This child. This child. This child. This child. Oh. oh, man. He's got a lot. You know what? You know what he needs to do for your birthday one year? He's going to buy you Kings tickets to the Stanley yes. Cup game five game. That's right. And make it right. Yeah. That's, That's right. Holding him, holding him to it. Yes. That's how he can fix all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the oh, only redemption. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, let's hit you with our final three questions. We've taken up so much of your time. We're so grateful. You're so fun oh, to talk no. to. This is great. Um, it's like we're just having ladies night, honestly. Like This is, this is fun. That's our goal, honestly. Yeah. Um, so Breezy runs uh, the Instagram account, Hunks of Hockey. So okay. we always ask all of our guests, male and female, who is your favorite hockey hunk? Hockey hunk? Oh, God. Like, the, their looks-wise? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, hot. Like, Love breezy. My, my dad. He's a babe. <laughs> He's a fox. Most handsome guy I know. Perfect. Ho hunks of hockey? Frank Bathe. There we there go. <laughs> breezy, there we go. you're going to have featured. to... You're going to have to get a picture of Frank. <laughs> no. No? No, no, not at all. Like, that's my that's my way to dodge the question because it's <laughs> like I <laughs> I feel like that's that's uh you know he and he's you've seen him. No offense, no offense. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Rachel's seen him. He is the and he he's the first to say it. He's very he's got a very self deprecating sense of humor and always is joking that uh thank goodness i didn't get his looks so i say that with his own sense of humor built in because 
he is the exact opposite with, uh, of me. Had like bright red hair. Um, we look nothing alike. <laughs> like, that's why he jokes that when we talked about it before the podcast started, but he jokes that I'm adopted because he looks nothing alike. And um, yeah, Honks of Hockey, number one in your hearts, Frank Bathe. There you go. You're welcome. There we go. We're going to post go. up an old breezy's going to have to post up an old school photo of him for... an old scary one to just <laughs> right. confuse people where they're like, is she for real? First of all, she said her dad was a hunk and he's definitely not. So what is going on here? I'm sorry, everybody. For no. this. It's <laughs> endearing. I think yeah. it's sweet. I think you it's very it. sweet. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah not go. weird. He's going to kill us though, Rachel. He's like, I said, I didn't want to be on the podcast and now you're just, you're putting me on blast. My God. I can't weird this is all part of my plan carlin yeah we got him good really that's what that's what happened you didn't want to come on here frank we got you good okay yep i thought we're gonna we're gonna put him on blast because that's what hockey fans and hockey players do so we're calling him out on his bluff and if he wants to refute anything that you or i have said yeah come on yeah bring it yep (laughs) call me Sometime. I love you. I'm your daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's so funny. Um, who is your favorite hockey lady? So I'm the hockey lady on Instagram because my yes. last name is too complicated to spell or say. Okay. <laughs> Who's my favorite hockey lady? Oh my gosh. There are so many. Um, it doesn't go back have to, to be a player, it can be right. also just somebody in the hockey world. There are so many. It's insane. Like, I love Heidi Andral, right? She was my first introduction to amazing, amazing women in sports broadcasting. So she's my number one hockey lady, like, of all time. Um, I I love, like, Lauren Jabara from Colorado. She does the avalanche reporting. She's low-key, one of the funniest people watch her Instagram stories. Like you don't get to show all of your yourself and your sense of humor on the broadcast. Right. Like I said, it's all team first. It's all, you know, showcasing the guys and what they're, what they're doing, obviously. So it's nice to get the little window into their lives outside of that. Lauren Jabara is hilarious. Um, Taryn Hatcher from the flyers. Absolutely hilarious as well. Hockey ladies are some of the funniest ladies. I'm just going to keep listing them off so people can go go look these (laughs) girls up. Um, Allie Lozoff, the Ducks reporter, she is delightful. Um, just someone I can go to with anything, any kind of advice or, um, whether it's like a, a contract question or she, she's also a lawyer, a certified oh. lawyer. So she's got all the business stuff dialed. So she's kind of my girl for that. And, um, Julie Stewart Banks, if, if, all, if you all remember when she was living in Southern California and working for Fox Sports West, another amazing hockey lady. Um, she's, I feel like she covers so many other things now and does, um, some great work on, on her shows, drinks with banks. And it's just, she's still like hockey lady at heart, you know, no matter what she's covering. So I love her as well. And, um, I could really keep going. There's too many Jackie Redmond. (laughs) I love her. Oh my gosh. She's hilarious. And, uh, shout out to Cammy Granado. I was too shy to like totally nerd out on her and we were also in the press level where like you have to be quiet you can't you know cheer you can't cheer anyway if you work for a team you stay silent 
um, folks, if you're looking to work in this industry one day, you have to stop cheering for the teams you like. Hate to break it to you. Part of the part of the biz. But anyway, uh, she's in the press box. You got to play it cool. She's literally scouting. So she's working <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, this is Cami Granado. What do I do? How do I like say something? Do I like tell her? Do I like say hi? Like, what do I do? She's a legend. Um, and all I really did was like, hey, John, John Rosen was sitting next to me. I was like, John, that Camry Granado. And he just looks at me like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> totally was like, and this is what I'm going to do. All right. I did end up saying hi and introducing myself, but I had so much more that I wanted to say just because of her influence on women's hockey in general. And, uh, hockey lady that I, I love and look up to. And then Blake Bolden, LA King scout. I have to meet her in person. I uh, follow her on social media. And you know how when you follow people on social media, you feel like you're friends anyway. So mm -hmm. she's probably like, you know, I don't know this girl. Who's this crazy lady saying she loves me. But I, 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 I have to meet her one day as well. And I'm sure I will once, you know, the season kind of gets back to not normal, but gets back on a schedule. So hoping that I can meet her too. So my, my hockey lady list is long. Did I like ruin that? Was it supposed to be one? No, absolutely <laughs> you need not. one? I'll give yes. you a couple more too. Oh my gosh. There's no ruining anything. It's a podcast. There's no ruining it. No. Breezy, you tell her, ask her the last question because I really think she might have a story for us. I think she might. So a lot of our guests, whenever we ask, you know, give us a story or whatever they always give us a Sidney Crosby story so rather than just being surprised when someone you know gives us oh, a Sidney Crosby yes. story we now ask do you have a Sidney Crosby story yes, yes. I'm leading on to believe but before I get into it yes hold on I listed a bunch yes. of hockey ladies by the way real quick back on that Hockey yeah. ladies, mm -hmm. I got to shout out Tracy Starr for putting us together. Oh, and of course. My mindset, my mindset was thinking of hockey colleagues that I work with. How about hockey people I'm surrounded with? Tracy Starr being one of them. She is like number one hockey lady of my heart when it comes to fandom and just, you know, she's a part of my life. She literally is like the greatest human ever. She... I miss her hugs. That's the one thing I miss out of this quarantine. I could never hug another person again and not give a two hoots, right? Hugging Tracy Star. Someone told me I couldn't do that ever again. I'd probably cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she she and I have a special connection. She's just the sweetest woman alive. Mm -hmm. um, always rooting for me. She feels like my second mom, but also like my best friend at the same time. Like it's just this like love and affection that I get from her. And she showers all Kings fans with that. Yes. It's insane. She gives herself to this team. Yeah. And makes people's days just by hanging out with them for like however long. If I get to see her for one minute, I'm a happier person. And so I had to give her a special shout out. Sydney Crosby, however, <laughs> no Tracy Star. Uh oh. Sydney so, Crosby's that level of superstar where um he's a nice guy. So I'm not even gonna be like, oh my god, he's a me I'll never say a bad word about anybody in this league and will not say anything about Sydney Crosby. However, I will never forget. <laughs> We were at an all-star game and I had something I needed to get done for Fox. This was for back when I was working for FS1. I had to ask everybody who their favorite pro wrestler was and if they could do some sort of impersonation of them. And I had a lot of great people that played along. Brent Burns, 
I had, you know, Drew Doughty was there. He's playing along. I think Connor McDavid tried, and I give him credit for it. And <laughs> Sidney Crosby was, like, walking away or something. And I, he, you have to, like, talk to three different people to talk to him. He's just one of those people. And I get it. His time is precious. He's a damn legend and a superstar. Living legend right now, playing the game still. I just wanted to know his favorite wrestler. And he, like, gave me the, like, <laughs> Uh, and the PR guy was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, it's just, it's what? And he's like, I gotta. And Sydney's like, I'm about, I gotta go. If he says yes, I'll do it. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. So is this like, I'm in the middle of like PR guy being like, if I say yes to her, I have to say yes to someone else too, or I'm going to get in trouble for saying yes to her because I said no to someone else too. I don't care if it's one question, I'm not going to do it. And they hold it down in Pittsburgh as you have to, when you have a player of that caliber. And it's, it was just a funny scenario of like this back and forth rubber band of like, Hey, uh, is it who who is can you just tell like was it stone cold did i guess right was it him let me know all right sydney yeah call, I'll, I'll call you i'll call you all right like it was like one of those <laughs> that's all i got that was like that was like the closest i ever got to talking to him and it's just you know his time like i said is so valuable and mm -hmm. so precious that they have to allocate time for everybody um that needs to do their thing and I just had those like wrestling questions that were, <laughs> you know, the fun stuff that sometimes gets put on the back burner when the important stuff is at hand, which is totally understandable. Yeah, I'll find out if he likes Stone Cold Steve Austin another day, but I never found out. And I'll never, I'll never forgive him for it. Oh Ever. man. Yeah. No, yeah, but he was, he's such a good sport. Like he knows that like, he can't like, it looks like if he told that PR guy, no, then he would have gotten like spoken to like Sydney, look, you can't, yeah. you can't do that. You can't be doing that. Okay. You're, you're precious. Your time is valuable. You got to stop. You got to stop doing that. But he, 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 would he wanted have. to. Yeah. Yes. He should have just whispered stone cold. And then his PR guy could have been like, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Just that's play it. telephone. Just yeah. like, go behind that curtain. Just verify. You don't even know. I don't have to get him on camera. You just verify. <laughs> his PR guy goes, join up. Yeah, it's John uh, Cena. I'm like, yeah, I was way off. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, Not the Hulk. I don't know anything about I, I'm so old school. I'm like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> there, you <laughs> like, there you go. That was a great impression. You know what you're talking about. Good. There it so, is. So see, don't we can play that. along. That's a new shirt. That's a new shirt. No. You, say. you don't want to rip that. It was Not on sale too. So were my pants. I was very Ooh. happy. I love a sale. I don't know. It makes Who me doesn't? feel so good at instant gratification. Absolutely. When, when places mark down something to the price it should have been in the first place. Oh, love it. Exactly. <laughs> Time to buy. Let's do exactly. it. Exactly. No, yeah. that's so funny. No, we don't. We ask that question about Sydney because they've always been such good stories, not because anybody's ever had anything bad to say. And it's just been this. Yeah. No. And there's just this like crazy coincidence of, I mean, obviously it's not necessarily a coincidence because he is such a legend and in the game yes. and like, obviously all of that, but it's still a coincidence. He's our Kevin Bacon. So, Oh yeah. yes, And it's funny because yeah. yeah, a lot of them are like tear jerkers. So it's yeah. good when like, there's like a funny story because then it kind of <laughs> like, it's like, okay. Yeah. I'll balance yeah. it out with a wholesome story and I will give him credit. He redeemed himself without even knowing it. I, I had someone um, contact me about n needing to have a 
young, not a child, but a, a younger um, boy meet him and his um, mother had passed away. Wait, wait, wait. This is Michaela Ball. You know Michaela Ball then. And um, Ryan Ball and Augie. Is it? Yes. He yes. was a kid that was at the Kings game and the yes. and Sydney was in town. And it was him. It, his mother had passed, correct? Yes. 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 So, so you were part of this story. So we've heard this story. Yes. On the show from a female referee, Michaela. No way. Um, who was in the whole, she does she didn't meet him there, but she was with the boy and the and the father. Oh, was that during like the practice day when she or yeah. when they originally tried? Mm-hmm. And so, so they yeah. were able to meet him at the game. So okay, yes. So audience listeners, Carlin yes. is going to continue this story yes. so, <laughs> from her perspective. The the thing the thing with cool. favors in hockey, like you know how we talked about we put the team first, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's no um there's just kind of this unspoken rule that you don't ask the person that works for the team for an autograph of the player that you love. You get that on your own. You don't ask for tickets if you can help it. It's sometimes understandable. People don't realize that boundary, but that's okay. Cause if you can get tickets, great, but I'm not one of those people that so don't ask. <laughs> and the other thing is like asking a favor in the world of hockey is these guys will do anything really at the end of the day, they have such big hearts that people like Sidney Crosby it's it's up to like we talked about their PR person to kind of monitor that because he could probably go visit every hospital in you know Los Angeles if someone let him or he could you know sign autographs for seven hours or whatnot. These hockey players are so humble and so uh, generous with their time. So this was kind of a, a one-off where yes, they're here. Um, I do know their PR person. Let me you know, shoot them a text and see if I'm out of the picture, you know, if Sydney is saying hello or seeing anybody, if that kid was allowed to say hello and kind of meet this person. So I believe they ended up arranging something that um, I didn't get to be there for the final, you know, product or whatnot, but it was at a game and the son had and ended up meeting him. And it was just a really special moment because that's his favorite player. And, um, it just meant a lot to him and his dad. So I, it's the little things like that. If you can ask someone for something little and you don't abuse that privilege of, Hey, we've got access to everybody. Like, what do you want? Line up, let's go. It's not what it's all about. It's like recognizing the, the uniqueness of a situation. And it's not just like your friend who's obsessed with Sidney Crosby and like, you know, wants a Instagram photo with them. It's, it's the more, um, the deeper stories that tug on the heartstrings where this is something that's going to make this kid really happy. Who's gone through a really hard time. The worst they could do is say no. So let's try. So those are the really special moments that I love that. I, I love getting to see my own colleagues do stuff like that for, for other people that, you know, totally deserve that. So that was a, that was a nice moment where he totally redeemed himself and, um, (laughs) Yeah, he totally does redeemed all the time. yourself. Yes. And this is the stuff that no one talks about either. Like, not that no one talks right. about it, but it's some of the less um, showcased side of players where there are things that people will see that are posted on social media or scheduled meet and greets or scheduled, you know, autograph signings. But seeing these players, you know, they get off the bus, it's one in the morning, they just want to get to sleep and get to their hotel room. 
Dustin Brown sees a 12 year old hanging out at one in the morning in the middle of cold downtown Pittsburgh and is like, yeah, I'll sign your stick. Like this probably is what you were waiting for all night. Like they recognize that. And those are the moments that like you silently just like check off in your head. Like, yep, this is why I love the sport. This is why I love these people. This is why this team is amazing. This is why hockey players are the best. And um, yeah, it's really special. So Sydney's one of those people that does so many things that like we probably would never even be able to keep track of. Everything you just said is what Breezy and I talk about on the podcast with all of our guests of just another reason why, you know, reason 2,142 (laughs) that we love the sport of hockey and all the people that make this happen um, and why it's just the best. So that's, that's it. That's it. I back that. I back that. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we uh we ask these stories so we can get, you know, stories like this out to to people who may have never heard the story or should hear the story. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's our goal. Love yep. that. uh, tell everybody where they can stalk you on the internet. You can find me at Carlin Bathe. It's uh hard to say, even harder to spell. C-A-R-R-L-Y-N B-A-T-H-E at oh wally do you want to go outside <laughs> my dog's gonna get let out yep podcast people sorry it's okay <laughs> watch the video version you'll know what happened <laughs> and you can look up that same username on instagram and i'm also streaming video games on twitch tuesdays thursdays and saturdays and it's just my first name just carlin c-a-r-r-l-y-n and if you're into call of duty that's what i play so stop by anytime those are kind of the three places you can find me right now until we're back on tv for fox sports west whenever hockey decides to get moving and grooving girls yes in the meantime we'll just have wonderful conversations with people like you on the podcast while we're having barbecue in breezy's backyard yes we are let's (laughs) go let's go Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.